Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you today, Michael? I, uh, I'm a little uh, nervous. We are doing our first sequel. Never done a sequel like this. This is kind of exciting. Well, you know, we're doing the sequel because, A, these are two of the greatest movies ever made <laughs> in the estimation of this podcast. Oh, boy. What is this Halloween this weekend or something? Oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> yes, it is. You know, Halloween is in the air as Lutherans. We, of course, have to... First stop and say, it yes. is all about the Reformation. It is all about Martin Luther, 95 Theses, Castle Church Door, Wittenberg, mm. Germany, 1517, on and on and on and on and on. And we'll be doing that in church on Sunday. But we will be. then in the afternoon, we're going to be gathering all the kids here at the church from school for a good old-fashioned trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. They're going to be in for a good time because uh, right now we have our candy sweatshop working <laughs> in our back conference room. They are going to be well taken care of they if the are, kids come here. Yes. yes, we are going to sugar them up and send them home. That's our plan. But alas, today we are doing a movie that is our first sequel. Big time. It's big time. We are big time. That means the first movie was unbelievable and demanded a sequel. Well, can we really say that about all movies that have sequels? I mean, it does in this case. Well, it was a good one. It does work. You know, uh, the movie we're doing today is Zombieland Double Tap. I just... Double Tap. Right out of the shoot, the title of the movie, Double Tap, pays homage to one of the rules of always double tap. Always double tap. Got to make sure the, you hit him hit him twice. Shoot the zombie shoot twice him. or he still may be alive. Now, Zombieland Double Tap was released on October 18th, 2019, almost 10 years to the day yep. of when the original Zombieland was released. And it was directed by Ruben Fleischer, who, oh by the way, directed the first one. Directed Zombieland. Yep. They brought back the whole crew. They brought back the uh, idea. And and what I love, they're doing it 10 years later. And in the movie, it's it's 10 10 years 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 later. later Very smart. I like it. Here again, as we look at these mirror image things of 10 years, I think it's kind of remarkable. The budget for the movie was $45 million, which in 2018, 2019 money in a movie really isn't all that much when you consider the cast and the box office was 122.8 million dollars so it made some nice money it made some cash it sure did yeah but you were the one who went into the wayback machine of 10 years earlier and what did. did you discover budget was about 20 million less mm-hmm. which again you got sequels they probably made a little more yeah you, you added uh, the Luke Wilson the Rosario Dawson's you know mm-hmm. big time the, mm-hmm. the the Zoe Dutch uh, and opening weekend was pretty similar the US Canada gross uh, 73 million was very similar mm-hmm. difference was worldwide gross at about 20 million more yeah so and in 10 years <laughs> That could have been the ticket price, you know. That I don't very know if well more people, so. So you look at it and you go, it's almost a 10-year mirror image of cost. Very of interesting. People involved. It really carries this all the way through. And the cast, 
Uh, let's just review the cast. We're, we're going to take a few moments looking at the uh, original cast and then the new characters. So, of course, the original cast. The big four. Oh, the big four. Tallahassee. Played by Woody Harrelson, who, you know, we've had Woody we now. Him. A, we've love had him in Woody. a few movies. Mm. Cheers. Of course, television. He's the greatest. Then movies. Kingpin, Natural Born Killers. Uh, now You See Me and the sequel to that. No Country for Old Men. Hunger Games. Solo, a Star Wars story. He's huge. He's just everywhere. Huge. And... Who would have ever thought Woody Harrelson would have been that big when you saw him as Woody on Cheers? Yeah, pretty dopey character. Pretty dopey character yeah. and really one of the fine, fine actors of today. If he never had done Natural Born Killers, would he ever have been taken seriously? I mean, it totally changed who he was. It's true. It was a big moment. I, I would probably yeah. agree with that. Uh, Columbus, played by Jesse Eisenberg, who, oh, by the way, was with Woody Harrelson in... Now You See Me and its sequel, uh, The yep. Social Network, The King's Speech. He was one of the lead voices in the animated movie Rio. Uh, Batman versus Superman, The Dawn of Justice, where he played he's doing very well. Lux Luthor. And oh. yeah, he's doing, he's doing pretty well. He, yeah, he's doing well. Uh, Wichita. Another one of the original four, played by Emma Stone, uh, Super Bad. Don't Bert. forget, we did La La Land. Oh, La La Land. We did. Amazing Spider-Man. And here's one we're going to be doing. You know, I was on the flight coming back from a meeting in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I watched Cruella. The oh, kind of the yeah, the, the new one, the story behind Cruella Deville and how she becomes Cruella Deville in 101 Dalmatians. This movie is brilliant and captivating, and she is amazing. And it's now one of my new favorite movies of all time. Wow! So I have to watch it. I haven't seen it. We're gonna have You're to. Ahead of me. We are doing Cruella. FYI, it's coming down the pike. Gotcha. Uh, next, one of the uh, also one of the original four, Little Rock, played by Abigail Breslin. Again, Princess Bi Diaries two, Little Miss Sunshine, Ender Game, Stillwater, uh, definitely maybe on and on and on and on. She and was on. A good one. Go all the way back to 2002 when she played Science, the little girl. Yeah, Academy Huge. Award winner, by the way, as a child actress. Yes. That's amazing. Huge. Uh, now we go to the new characters because. Oh. Come on now. We're still doing returning characters. We have one more we have to bring up. Well, of course we do. I mean, come on. He's the best. He's the best. He is the king. It is Kingpin. It is. <laughs> Lay it on me. <laughs> Come on, Bill Murray, my Cubs fan, my boy. And what's funny is Bill Murray is really not in the movie until the credits. <laughs> I, you know, I can thank my parents for my love of movies because we always did the VHS and we always recorded, so we got six hours worth on our VHS tapes. Yeah, of course. And I grew up with a tape that had Stripes, Caddyshack, and Meatballs. How have we not that done was the Stripes three. yet, by the way? I don't know. We should. And, and Meatballs. Three great movies. Three great Bill Murray movies. I grew up watching that on a loop. Yeah. Uh, all three movies. I could probably sure. recite them all. And so thank you, Mom and Dad. You Love know, Bill we're going to have to remote in. I have a pastor friend up in Wisconsin. He can do, from memory, the entire Stripes movie. <laughs> now, that's, well, that's mad now, skill now, right there. Mad the, skill. Uh, the big speech Bill Murray gives in Meatballs that just doesn't matter oh, yeah. after day, day one. Yeah. Addison used that as his monologue to get into drama. <laughs> at at uh, Fletcher, such a proud dad moment. Loved it. Yes. 
All right. So, of course, he, shows, he shows up in the end credits. And by the way... Because he you, was killed in the first one. Well, of course he was. And then they showed how, you know, Al Roker becomes a zombie. He's also in there, a little cameo oh, yeah. to Al Roker. Uh, and the, in one of the outtakes, Bill Murray has the entire cast totally break character and lose it when he, when he started uh, going back to his old days of being the voice of a very uh, pernicious cat. And he started hacking up a, a hairball... Uh, little Garfield, huh? They all lost it because Garfield is one of the worst movies ever made. Mm. All right. Not one we're going to do on Christ Culture and Cinema. Ever. ever. Never, no, ever. Forget so it. let's look at the new characters. We have Nevada. Uh, she runs the uh, Elvis Presley Motel, played by Rosario Dawson. I love Rosario Dawson. You know, she's in Men in Black 2. Great movie. We haven't done Men in Black yet either. That's How has that one. happened? We should be doing more in one a week. I don't know. And I can do Men in Black from memory. Alexander plays Alexander's wife. Uh, Death. Uh, she was in the Quentin Tarantino double feature, Death Proof and Grindhouse. I saw that. I saw that. Did you Did you see those movies? I, I have not. Okay, I have. I, I have not. to admit, I have, I have not seen those. And they are fabulous. I was I was going to rent. <laughs> Percy, okay. Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief. Yeah. But most importantly, the upcoming Ahsoka series. Come on. Oh. Star Wars, baby. Oh. She is going to be Ahsoka. Oh, Ahsoka but, Tana. But wait, wait. She was in season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. On Disney+. Plus. That was Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah. That's her, that character. She is going to be... She's Isn't not going to have time awesome? for any other movies anymore because yeah. the Star Wars is just going to take her and... The, She's a Sokotana for now. The Disney on. universe has consumed her. She in is Star a Jedi. Wars. He is now in the loop. Uh, Madison, uh, played by Zoe Deutsch. Uh, now, <laughs> now, how do we know Zoe? That is the daughter of Leah Thompson. Remember when we took the congregation, we took people to the movies, mm -hmm. and we went and saw Back, Back to, to the, the Future. Future? That was great. Leah Thompson. There you go. Uh, One of my favorite Christmas movies, even though it is not the most. Um, family friendly a mm -hmm. little foul but why him mm. for anybody who is a father of a daughter who is a little concerned about their future son-in-law they have to watch it and yeah. she is so funny in that she plays the daughter yeah and uh just oh my goodness yeah she I, I recommend the tv version if you have uh, uh worried ears so now zoe plays madison this kind of ditzy blonde from <laughs> madison character. wisconsin i mean she's just a mess terrible character peanut oh. allergy and all terrible accent oh yeah she's, oh, she's hilarious in the movie uh now the mirror image people which is a fascinating little play in this movie it is we have albuquerque played by Luke Wilson, who is the mirror image of Tallahassee. So he's kind of a, a redneck. He's kind of a, a rough guy. Uh, we know Luke Wilson, though, from movies oh like goodness. Legally Blonde, Old School. The, another great Bill Murray movie, by the way. Charlie's the Angels. The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, I was going Charlie's Angels. Oh, he's in that, too. He's in that, too, yeah, Charlie's they did Angels. did together. And maybe one of the dumbest movies ever made, and we may have to do this one. You're going to go Anchorman, aren't you? Oh, no, 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 oh. no. Idiocracy. I did not see that one. Oh. I know is, you love Anchorman, though. Idiocracy is so bad that it's good. <laughs> there are those movies. Okay, that's, true. that's it. And, of course, Anchorman, yeah. and he gets his arms chopped off. It's I a mean, good moment. Great moment. Uh, next, we have Flagstaff, and Flagstaff is the mirror image of Columbus. He's played by Thomas Middleditch, and Flagstaff doesn't have rules like Columbus does for Zombieland. 
he has commandments. <laughs> I just love <laughs> that. So bad. It's so bad. It's good. Oh. Well, Thomas Middleditch. I. You know when I saw the movie, I never really put two and two together. He is the guy with the bow tie in the Wolf. trading floor of the Wolf, Wolf of, of Wall Street. Street. Yeah, Didn't I saw know that. that. Uh, he's also a voice in Captain Underpants. Gotta love it. Gotta love that. TV, most recently, uh, CBS uh, comedy, Be Positive. He's yeah. uh, cast I put Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Good one. So he's been in a lot of different Tag. things. Tag's a pretty funny one. Uh, oh, that's another good movie, it's sure. Good one, yeah. Now, the one we haven't mentioned yet is the kind of love interest of Little Rock. Little Ber- guitar playing. And uh, I love it. He's Berkeley. Berkeley. You know, Berkeley, California, the, oh, yeah. the haven of everything liberally nuts in the United <laughs> States, played by Avon uh, Jogia. Uh, we know him mostly from TV, uh, kind of a thriller uh, series called Twisted. He was on a mini series on Spike TV about uh, Tutankhamun. Uh, yeah, he was he was King Todd. Yeah, King Todd. yeah, yeah. He was the he was in a movie called Gym Teacher the Movie. I've never heard of never it. Never heard of it, and I've never seen it. Not doing it on Christ Culture and Cinema. Well, for now, we may we may <laughs> run into it and go. This is brilliant. <laughs> Who knows? So let's All right. let's jump in. Let's talk about this. Oh, oh I have a I? note here. Uh oh, Bill Murray. I totally forgot. Did you know he's going to be in Ant Man and Wasp? Quantum Mania coming up. Yeah, no, you know, that's our Marvel universe. Come on, sure, he's got one coming. I didn't know Bill Murray is going to enter the Marvel universe. Yeah, but you know why he's entering? I read a little article about that. Oh, bring it! I have no idea. So it's because he's always wanted to be in a movie with the man who is directing Ant Man and the Wasp, and so he convinced he Bill Murray to, to be in it. And Bill Murray said, "This has been fun." He really wanted to work with him, but he's he's not a comic book guy. He, he just can't get into the universe. So I don't know if his character gets killed off or we'll what. We'll have to but. see what happens. I just, I read that and I'm like, I didn't know Anto, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania was out there. And all of a sudden I'm looking up at Murray. I'm like, wait a second. Well, this is exciting news. I know we're getting off track, but the Marvel Universe is about to roll Holy out cow. A, a, a plethora. You don't get to use plethora. that word. A plethora of movies. Do you know what plethora means? Oh, I sure do. <laughs> Remember, I wrote a book. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right. Little, little Three Amigos drop back. Sorry. Here okay, we go. Let's now, get into this movie. So let's talk about this movie. So it picks up 10 years later. They are still in Zombieland. And the unique twist in Zombieland is that the zombies have, have morphed. And there is a new kind of hybrid zombie that is faster and stronger and smarter. And now they're in Zombieland. And we find our characters, our original four, living in a large white house in Washington, D.C. So here they are in Zombieland. And where is life taking them? How are they surviving? I mean, when you saw the movie open up, what were you thinking about watching this, Michael? What did, what did you see? Well, I was interested, of course, how have things changed? Mm-hmm. I mean, we are in an apocalypse. You mm-hmm. know, have things gotten worse? Have they gotten better? Have they established communities? What is everybody doing? And, of course, we focus on our main four. Yeah. And um, I was, of course, crushed right away because the first thing that happens is we have a break. Yeah, yeah, a little, you know, little, so. little, uh, little uh, rift in the love world of Columbus and dear Wichita. And, uh, well, enter into our story, uh, Madison. 
Ah, dear sweet Madison, in all of her dinginess, loves Columbus. And yet, as they leave the White House and start journeying westward to go to another grand house, uh, one that is located in Memphis, Tennessee, known as Graceland, we, we discover the dynamics of a family that have been together for 10 years and how it's starting to fray, how it's starting to rub against each other. And when they get to Graceland, what do they discover? It's in ruin. There, there is no homage to Elvis Presley. It's a mess. And Tallahassee is struggling for purpose. He's struggling for what is life beyond simply living it. I mean, that's, I right. find that tension with him all over the place. That's until they roll up on a little motel run by Nevada, which is this homage to Elvis Presley. And all of a sudden, Tallahassee has a, a purpose because he finds love with Nevada. Uh-oh. Which enters into the mirror image <laughs> of Albuquerque and Flagstaff. And I think they do such a brilliant job because as the four characters are looking to each other, it's the women, it's, it's Wichita, it's Little Rock, it's... The, they're looking at this going, these guys don't see that they are mirror images no. of each other at all. Guys are clueless. They're totally clueless. And alas, the mirror image folk, they're not going to last very long. <laughs> it looks like a great setup. And it looks like it's probably why they kept the budget short, though. There wasn't a whole lot of parts there. No, there really wasn't. Oh. Uh, and they weren't in the movie very long because, alas, Albuquerque and Flagstaff will become zombies exactly and that's not a spoiler alert you're in zombie land after uh, all the likelihood of becoming a zombie is pretty high i i can't imagine anyone listening to this podcast who hasn't seen zombie land double tap they'd be pretty bored right now i would think so so you know no spoilers and i think one of my favorite scenes is when they finally uh uh you know the tension has risen to kind of epic proportions with with madison uh, and they believe that Madison may have been bit or, you know, scratched by a zombie. And Columbus has to take her out in the woods and shoot her. He doesn't. He fires over her head <laughs> and gets back into the into the vehicle with the rest. And no double tap go. there. No double tap. But later on in the movie, when they come across an ice cream truck being driven by Madison, she's all fine. And they're going, well, what happened? Turned out she only had a peanut allergy. And that she uh, had eaten a peanut. Go figure. Take those peanut allergies. Even in the future during a, a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, take yeah. those peanut allergies seriously, people. You could be mistaken for a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they won't double tap you. So let's just unravel some of this. Because I think there is a, a, a little twist in this that I never really gave thought to in the first movie. But I really see now with the two movies side by side. And it's this. Um... Little Rock, you know, she has this uh, pacifist kind of boyfriend, Berkeley, who, who's... Don't you want Berkeley to become a zombie? I mean, I found the whole time, I want him to become a zombie. I hated every moment until the end, again, spoiler alert, Yeah. when he starts uh, making out with, with Madison. Yeah. It's like, oh, they deserve each other. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, he Neither find, one has to think. Yeah, the, the brainless find each other, yeah. even in zombie land, which is good. Save, and, uh, they save Little Rock. 
And they're kind of on this quest to go to this commune that has walled itself up against the rest of the world, this kind of peace-loving place with no weapons in the like, like called Babylon, which I think is hilarious that it's Babylon of all things. <laughs> you know, we go, we, and that's when it hit me yeah. as I'm watching this. This movie is 10 years apart, all right, 10 years apart from the original. We have standing in the middle of Zombieland, Babylon, this this bastion of peace and tranquility, where they're dumb enough to shoot off fireworks, which attracts all the zombies. Of by course, the way. you know they're they're not bright people there. They felt very secure. So, what if the people who wrote Zombieland and Zombieland Double Tap as this ten-year mirror image were influenced by a little book in the Bible called Genesis? Oh, I see where you're going there. So I like it. When we come to Genesis chapter 25 through Genesis chapter 49, we have this little character by the name of Jacob, who would also be known as Israel. I love the second half of Genesis. Okay. Mm. And what if we're looking at this 10-year-apart movie as a parallel of the story of the children of Israel? And what if... We start looking at the people involved in the movie. For example, we have Madison, where mercy is demonstrated to Madison. And it brings us to just before the story of Jacob, another little story about a boy named Isaac when his father Mm. takes him to sacrifice him based on the word of God. This is Genesis chapter 22, and, and God provides the sacrifice and right before he's killed yeah basically shoots twice double taps right over his head so he's spared right and there's the ram in the thicket and all of a sudden here's this story of mercy god's mercy right and then we start looking at law keepers rule keepers and they're rule keepers as we look at genesis chapter 25 through 49 right over and over joseph joseph may drive you a little crazy because he's the good boy but he's a rule keeper. You know, he's not going to mess around with the with the uh, Egyptian guard's wife and things like that. And no. He's a rule keeper. It actually costs him. Well, what if our rule keepers in Double Tap are Columbus and Flagstaff? And after uh, all, he is the one who gets the girl in the end, isn't he? He does get it. He yeah. sure does. And the he, way he wanted it. He sure does. I mean, I'm just looking at that going, there it is. How about the Renegades? You know, the, the renegades in the movie are clearly Tallahassee and Albuquerque. Kind of reminds me of a certain brother of Jacob, Esau. Esau, yeah. He's, he's rough. He's a manly man. And things don't go his way. No. He's supposed to get the uh, birthright. Yeah, and doesn't get it. No. But what if Jacob and Esau are really Columbus and Tallahassee? Hmm, yeah. You know? As I started watching this uh, again, uh, you know, and as I'm getting ready for a little Halloween, of course, I'm going to break out my DVDs of Zombieland and Double Tap because, after all, I do own the DVDs of these two movies. You do. Because they are brilliant. They are brilliantly made. And as I look at this, what if they're really telling us the story of Genesis? Telling us the story of God's people and giving us characters that are relatable that are relational, that are there in well, our life. Look how God used foreign lands over and over for his good, whether we talk about Moses mm-hmm. being raised differently, where we talk about Joseph, yeah. where we talk about even right to the end, uh, living in another land, 
families having to come, families having to go, buried in another country, brought back. I mean, we see that over and over throughout, right up until, let's face it, Jesus. Yeah. Where Mary and Joseph take him to a foreign land. Well, and let's think about this. We come back to Genesis 25 to 49. Here they are in Israel. All of a sudden, there's a great drought. Meanwhile, Joseph is over there in Egypt. He's been storing up all the food. He's been getting everything all ready. The brothers go. Relational credibility. They they don't know if Joseph, they think Joseph is dead. They show Mm -hmm. up. And this guy says, yeah, yeah, bring the whole family in. Come on, come on, come on, live in the land. In the middle of zombie land, what is there? This little place called Babylon. Babylon. There it is in the middle of zombie land. Now, I'm not saying that the Egyptians are zombies. (laughs) I hope not, because that was part of the uh, 12 tribes that you brought up. You know what? That might make the biblical narrative a little more entertaining for the teenager. It would. Uh, But alas, there were no zombies in the Bible, uh, because there are no zombies. But the idea of foreign land, I mean, going strictly by Old Testament, you and I are outside. Mm -hmm. We're Gentiles. Mm Mm-hmm. Until Jesus comes back, until the uh, curtain is torn in two, until Jesus says, I'm here for all people, all people to come, there were divisions. Nothing ends divisions a little bit more like uh, us versus them, maybe in the zombie apocalypse. But now even consider this in the zombie apocalypse. I'm reading a book right now. It's a marvelous book. It's called Reading While Black. Uh, and, and as a preface, I am as white as driven <laughs> snow. Uh, but a good pastor friend of mine, John Nunez, a shout out to John, uh, introduced me to this uh, little tome. It's written by a, uh, an African-American theologian in the Episcopal um, uh, community. And he was talking uh, in this chapter I'm reading right now, he's talking about Joseph. And the fact that Joseph marries an Egyptian, I never really gave that much thought. And we have to realize Egypt is where? On the continent of Africa. Right. And he has sons with this woman. He has Ephraim and Manasseh, who he introduces to, oh, wait for it, Jacob. There he is again. And Jacob blesses and accepts these two boys as his own. There are foreigners in the community, so to speak. That so is, uh, it even predates, Israel. Yeah, it yeah. even predates the curtain in Jesus that God's intention all along was for all people. Right. That has always right. been the intention. The Israelites were simply a vehicle to connect the whole world back to him. Well, we hear it all the time. Let's face it, God's chosen people, in air quotes that we talk about, were chosen right. To share Christ, yeah. to be the servants, right. not to lord over everybody else. And yet, unfortunately, that's what we saw over and over and over. And that's not the way it was. That's We have to constantly keep ourselves in check as right. pastors, as Christians, how mm-hmm. we treat the non-Christian, how we treat others who don't understand. We're not there to say, hey, look what we got. We're there to say, hey, let me show you what we have. It's a totally different attitude. Now, now stop and consider. Here you go. Here's your little uh, loop back to the movie. So we have this, we have this guy, Berkeley. Who really drives us nuts <laughs> oh, in the he's movie? I such mean, a bad guy. I mean, you just keep thinking, man, can yeah. a zombie just get this guy? And yet they continue to put up with Berkeley. They continue to deal with Berkeley. They continue to, to save to... him in spite of himself. Oh, they they're saving him all the time mm. because he's a ding dong with a with a guitar. Yeah, right. I mean, that's what he is. And yet their mercy and their grace abounds even for Berkeley because God's kingdom is wide and broad and big enough for all people. But we forgot the main point at the end here. Yeah. None of them would have been saved if the Jedi, Ahsoka Tana, doesn't come save them. This is true. 
Does I'm just saying, true? Rosario Dawson for the win. Yeah, you got to have Nevada. And oh, by yeah. the way, at the end, Tallahassee does find, he finds love. He does. Yeah. With the Jedi. And maybe in 10 years, we could have Zombieland triple threat. Triple threat. I'm oh, all in. I like that. Triple I'm, threat. I'm in. That's I'm just, good. I'm planting the seed. 2029. Ruben Fleischer, Woody Harrelson. I'm planting the seed. Zombieland triple threat. 2029 october 19th i'm just throwing it out there i like it i think it's a good idea which leads us to our question of the day you know if you were to take a look at your life right now and look back 10 years ago Mm. and see where you're standing today what do you see in those two frames or those two bookends what what's going on in between that has you know shaped you molded you uh, blessed you challenged you and, and alas what if you look 10 years down the road i mean nothing is guaranteed nothing is certain but where do you think you're going to be in 10 years how are you going to be a blessing to other people how are you going to impact community how are you going to be a change agent for those people around you your own family and alas even your culture uh, I think that's a pretty good word to consider uh, as we look at Zombie Land Double Tap. And remember, 10 years from now, just saying, Zombie Land Triple Threat. Perfect. I think it's good. We'll do it. So now, next week on Christ Culture and Cinema, we're going to bring in a guest. And uh, this guest has introduced us to a movie found on Netflix. Uh, which stars a, a you know really one of the great actors of our time, Willem Dafoe. He's uh, pretty scary. Streets of Fire. Now oh. I'm going to tell you if you watch this movie on Netflix, be ready. It's buckle your seatbelt. It's harsh. It's harsh. It's hard. It, it, you know what about this movie? I, I don't. It's hard to call it a movie because it really blurs the lines between real life and movie only yeah. because. We've seen where it's taken place down in Orlando. If you've been on on 192, yeah. If you go down to a little place called Orlando, uh, Route 192, it's just outside the gates of the Magic Kingdom, yeah. the land of the mouse, uh, and it's a pretty rough road. And this movie takes a look at the the people who live, who are kind of stuck, who are mired in the shadow of the Magic Kingdom. The name of the movie, The Florida Project. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.